A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians, chapter 4, verse 9 to 11. Brothers and sisters, on the subject of fraternal charity, you have no need for anyone to write to write to you. For you yourselves have been taught by God to love one another. Indeed, you do this for all the brothers throughout Macedonia. Nevertheless, we urge you, brothers and sisters, to progress even more and to aspire to live a tranquil life to mind your own affairs and to work with your own hands as we instructed you. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. One more time. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians, chapter 4, verse 9 to 11. Brothers and sisters, on the subject of fraternal charity, you have no need for anyone to write to you. For you yourselves have been taught by God to love one another. Indeed, you do this for all the brothers throughout Macedonia. Nevertheless, we urge you, brothers and sisters, to progress even more and to aspire to live in tranquil life, to mind your own affairs, and to work with your own hands as we have instructed you. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. <clears throat> Psalm 98. The Lord comes to rule the earth with justice. The Lord comes to rule the earth with justice. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done wondrous deeds. His right hand has won victory for him, his holy arm. The Lord comes to rule the earth with justice. The Lord comes to rule the earth with justice. Let the sea and what fills it resound, the world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands, the mountains shout with them for joy. The Lord comes to rule them with justice. The Lord comes to rule them with justice. Before the Lord, for he comes, for he comes to rule the earth. He will rule the world with justice and the people with equity. The Lord comes to rule them with justice. The Lord comes to rule them with justice. Okay, I'm going to read the whole thing um, straight through. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done a wondrous deeds. His right hand has won victory for him, his holy arm. Let the sea and what fills it resound, the world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands, the mountains shout, shout with them for joy. Okay. Before the Lord, for he comes, for he comes to rule, to rule the earth. 
He will rule the world with justice and the people with equity. Whenever we hear things about like the sea, it's talking about the Gentile nations. It's talking about the whole world because often when you hear like <clears throat> he, how he fills the sea, let the sea and what fills it resound. He's talking about the people of the world, the sea, and like how Christ, you know, how it says in the book of Revelation, Christ, his voice sounded like many oceans, many waters, because it's talking about people, it's talking about their languages. <clears throat> and so that's what it means. That's why when we see him walking on water or the the boat with the apostles, the storm and sea, it's the boat among the na it's the church among the nations. And the sea in storm is the sea in trouble, going through turmoil, going through political and social turmoil like war or politics or something. That's what it means. And it's true. That's that's a correct interpretation of it. Um, but you have to use, like I said, you got to, you know, big biblical poetry requires uh, an understanding what it means. Uh, biblical poetry is not like other poetry. It's not like, like, say, personal artistic poetry, you know, but that's what it means. That's that's why. We have those two stories of Christ at sea. One, he's asleep in the boat, right? Uh, and the other one where he's walking on water. And that in itself, both scenes have the boat, the boat with Peter and the apostles in a storm out on sea. And, and then, of course, there's the image of them fishing, right? Remember when Jesus was on shore, and they were in the boat, but there was no storm, but they were still fishing. They were going out, get, um, converting, spreading the gospel. That's the image of the church out there, spreading the word of God, catching new members, bringing them into the faith, you know, and that's, you know, that, that's, that, that's, that's something we have to learn again. Biblical poetry is something you got to learn the language. You got to learn the metaphors and the meanings, and then you got to learn to understand what you know to interpret it. Um, people outside the, the Christian faith um, just don't get it. They, and it's funny how, like, say you get someone like AOC, Casia Cortez, how she likes to. Uh, I listened to a podcast where a young guy was was talking about her, um, you know, how she abuses and manipulates the gospel as a politician. All politicians do that. She, you know, you know, she, she's contrary to the faith. And at the same time, she tried to make Jesus sound like a, a, a real liberal. <laughs> but anyway, it's kind of funny. Let's, let's move on. Alleluia, alleluia. Be vigilant at all times. And pray that you may have the strength to stand before the Son of Man. Alleluia, alleluia. This is from Luke chapter 21, verse 36. Behold, the bridegroom came out to meet him. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 25, verse 1 to 13. Jesus told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven 
will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones, when taking their lamps, brought no oil with them. But the wise brought flasks of oil with their lamps. Since the bridegroom was long delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight there was a cry, Behold, the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise ones replied, No, for there may not be enough for us and you. Go instead to the merchants and buy some for yourselves. While they went off to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went out to went out into the wedding feast with him. Then the door was locked. Afterward, the other virgins came and said, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he said in reply, Amen, I say to you, I do not know you. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know neither the day nor the hour. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So, in the first reading, right, we have... Um, Paul's letter to the, to the Thessalonians who live in Macedonia. And it's, you know, about living in charity. It's a very, um, very interesting word, charity, because it technically can mean love, but what this means is godly love, because the word charity here is godly love, divine love. And in the church, you're going to, you know, like like in a family, you're going to get personalities that don't get along together. We see this among the apostles that have difficulty getting along together, have to deal with each other's differences and quirks and, and um, personality clashes like in any family. And this is true. You know, we find it difficult getting along in a family, dealing with differences. You go to a workplace, you're dealing with personality clashes. You go to any workplace, okay? It's even like, it's just a reflection of the world. Because the workplace is a reflection of the world. It's not the reflection of the church. But it definitely is a reflection of a Christian working and moving in a hostile world. Here in America, it's definitely a big reflection of it, right? We're told we have freedom of speech. We're told we have freedom of religion. We, we can express ourselves, we can be who we are. But at a workplace, it, it's pretty much, almost to some extent, the Constitution is pretty much left out. In a workplace, 
and I guess you can say it's almost similar being in a college campus, a university campus, where ideas are supposed to be exchanged. But in many cases, a lot of times it's very hostile towards not entirely all religion, because even in the workplace, they, they can be tolerant to other religions. They can be tolerant to Buddhism. They can be tolerant to Baha'i. They can be tolerant to Judaism even. Judaism sometimes gets a, a bigger pass. But when it comes to Christianity, it doesn't always get a bigger pass. Christianity, everybody is hostile to Christianity. I mean, look what we're dealing with now. In Pakistan, they're, they're destroying churches. Um, we, you know, we, you know, we have to realize something that as Christians, we are living in a hostile world, and it's always been a hostile world towards the Christian faith. Sometimes the world can be more accepting, the culture can be more accepting, the politics can be more accepting, but we are definitely living here in America it's no longer a country of freedom of religion I don't believe it is I think it's just right now if they could they could definitely get rid of that part of the constitution or make exceptions they just I mean even within the church we have bishops who seem to hate the, the Christian faith they like the political advantages it gives them because they love being bishops. But when you get a priest who literally, I mean, Timmy Gor Timothy Gordon the other day mentioned in, in a parish in Mississippi, Louisiana, a celebrity priest who says that Christ was wrong about marriage. When you get someone like James Martin, a groomer, Father James Martin, a groomer, Trying to, trying to change people's view about, or even the Catholic Church's teachings about homosexuality. When the, the gospel and the scriptures clearly are clear about it. It's, and you got bishops out there trying to change the attitude about abortion and contraception. They're trying to change the church's teachings on female priests. We are living in a, we are living during the time of the apostasy. I don't know what's coming. We have to be prepared to whatever's coming out of this so-called synod of synodality, whatever in the world that means, because they never really define it. Because an Orthodox bishop just told Pope Francis, your concept of synod is not anything like ours. And it's true. It's not. It's it's it. The, the they don't really go after theological, uh, attacking the theology, of the Christian faith. Whatever this is going on, whatever is happening, we got to be prepared. It's going to affect the whole world. It's going to affect the West. It's going to affect us. It's going to bring a chastisement. Remember, they had the synod the Amazonian Synod with Pachimama. And not long after, we had the shutdown with the COVID. Be prepared. Be ready. Something is coming. Everybody's talking about it. I mean, I think the we're going to see a lot of things happen. I mean, we got a 
we're living in uncertain times. We got a president who doesn't know whose head is one direction and the rest of his body doesn't know which direction to go. Um, we got cities falling apart. San Francisco, Los Angeles. We got open border. We got politicians um, who should be locked up. We got stores being robbed. We got a massive deficit. We have uh, we had just had a horrible fire in Lahaina, Hawaii, and they got slapped in the face with seven hundred dollars. Um, we we don't know what's going on. We don't know. We're living we're living through a chastisement. We're living through a chastisement, and we have to start praying. You have to start putting some time in prayer. You know, really really putting some time in prayer. And, you know, and you know me. I mean, I like to listen to Rabbi Jonathan Kahn. He wrote The Harbinger. And he has some interesting stuff. I, I'm i going to try to talk about it in another podcast because it's, uh, it's very complex and very interesting, some of the things he says. So, um... Let's just uh, close this with a, a a prayer. Let's say three Hail Marys and Our Father. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Let's say a three Hail Marys for the church, all right? Because, the, because we really need it. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Um, might as well throw in another Hail Mary, doesn't really hurt, right? Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Saint Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wild and wicked attacks of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, Cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. All right, folks, God bless. Hello, my friends. This is the Informed Catholic. 
Um, we're going to do the readings for the 21st week for Ordinary Time. Uh, it's going to be Saturday's readings. All right, Saturday's readings. And um, let's begin with uh, prayer. Let's open up with prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, and all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to please pray with me and for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Christe eleison, Christe eleison, Christe eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Okay, and now we'll go to the, I mean, usually we don't really have to say the Gloria, but I like, I love the Gloria. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you, we give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God, almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and the glory of God the Father. Amen. Amen. 